Thank you for listening to the Hillsview Men's Ministry. We are a group of men building relationships to equip and encourage each other. Joe has graciously offered to to bring us uh, our message today on hope. I hope. <laughs> hope is such a such a beautiful thing, and uh, Joe is pastor down at which Baptist church? Uh, Rapid Valley. Rapid Valley Baptist, and. Uh, Joe's a great example of what this men's ministry is about. It's about outreach. It's not club. It's not inreach. It's about outreach. Reaching out to other guys. And Joe's come, you've been here for quite Year, a few years. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we love that. We love reaching out and, and, and touching other, other Christian men and giving them opportunities to be with Christian men. Um, so let me go ahead and pray Joe up, and then we'll, we'll get started here. Heavenly Father, thank you again for this time. Thank you for this food that's blessed our, our uh, physical being. Now, Lord, just bless this message that you've given to Joe. Speak through him, Lord. And um, may, may this food, this spiritual food, lift us up. And uh, may it bring us closer to you. Uh, may we understand your word better, Father, your ways better. And that we might be able to take this word and your love and put it into action, Father. We glorify your name, Lord, and we lift this up in Jesus' name. Amen. Joe, it's all yours. And microphone, if you'd like to, to use that. Well, I, I met in a marriage that we were supposed to, we were in a, a building and supposed to be talking quietly, and I told my wife, I am whispering. <laughs> and she goes, uh, no, you're not. <laughs> so if you can hear me, I'll just set this off to the side. Well, I am from here in the hills, born, born in Deadwood. Uh, I acted with the acting troupe in Deadwood for quite some time, and there's nothing like uh, a tourist <coughs> asking you, when you're in your reenactment outfit, well, where are you from? And I said, well, I said I was born right here. I said, I took my first breath of air in Deadwood. And they go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. But anyway, um, so I, I also pastor Rapid Valley Baptist, and then I'm a, a full-time chaplain at uh, Creekside Christian School. And so I found if you sleep every third day, you can get everything done that you need to. <laughs> okay, I'm going to start you out with a question. We're going to talk about hope today. And uh, my question is this. Have you ever had a specialty tool in your cadre that you just had to buy and then it sat there Six months, a year, two years. I, I, I will admit, I have. But have you ever experienced the joy? Especially, it's even more fun if you have a if you have a bud with you, when you can go. Oh, just a minute. I th I think I have the right tool for this. And you go, a little shaft of light comes down on that specialty tool, and you <laughs> grab it, and it is the tool of the hour. Okay. Amen. So, this, 
This may seem insignificant to you, <coughs> but I'm going to tell you what. Do you realize how many times this little thing has saved my life? Uh, I've been burning wood for over 20 years, and, and I, I started running a chainsaw at 14 years old. And sometimes those slivers, regular tweezers will not work. And you hear this thump, thump, and you realize you just pushed it in further. <laughs> and these little tiny tweezers, I won't live without mine. They, they, I tell you what. And being a grandpa, sometimes you become the hero. So all that is to say this. I am not sharing anything new to you guys, okay? But what I do have to share, even though it may not necessarily apply to where you're at in your Christian walk today, tuck it in your special spot because down the road, you may, you may need to. I, uh, I worked respiratory for years, and we had a five-state area. And I was, I was up in Montana, and uh, one of my patients up there, he was in bad, bad shape. And uh, I just felt Holy Spirit really prompted me to, to share salvation with Blackie, and I knew it could get me fired. But I was just hoping Blackie would just not say anything. But he said, he said, you don't understand, Joe. You have no idea how many horrible, horrible things I've done in my life. How in the world can God love me? So it took a while of sharing and sharing. And finally Blackie looked at me and he said, yeah. He accepted Jesus into his heart. Amen. And then I got the word. Two weeks later he died. We do not know, we do not know how this can affect the people around us. And so, <clears throat> speaking of hope, let me give you a few examples of guy hope, okay? Well, sure hope our car will start this winter. It's going to get cold. Oh, really? My friend Al Earhart Oddly enough, we graduated together, and then his kids and our kids grew up together. He's across the street from me. He was the mechanic. He'd just shake his head. Joe, have you checked the battery? Hop the antifreeze. Is your, is your antifreeze adequate? How about the, the windshield washer fluid? Is it good for 20 below zero? And I, and I would just, I don't like talking to him, but he's right. <laughs> or the... This morning, after we're done, I'm going to head back home and, and uh, tackle that third acre that grew overnight. So, well, I'm going to go do some heavy mowing. Oh, I sure hope I don't get a sunburn. It is getting a little thin on top. Hey, uh, you ever hear of sun sunscreen, Pastor? <laughs> There's a thing called a cap. Oh yeah. Well, I hope I'm <clears throat> hope I'm going to have a long life. I'm uh, I, I've got my eyes set on 110. Yeah, and they're laughing in heaven right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you you want to have a life where you know I'm, 
this spring I turned 70, and uh, <clears throat> you, you want to be able to be agile and do the things that, that you want to do and have a full life, and uh, it's more than just hoping, isn't it? You need to eat right. Mm-hmm. I cut back, I only have two full pizzas now instead of three. That, just kidding. How about uh, exercise? And there are some really good supplements out there. I take no medications in any way, shape, or form. About two or three times a year I might take an Advil. But there are some good supplements out there too. So, you want to live a long life? Okay. You're hoping? Well, put some action into your hope. And then, I had to bring up our facility here because I would drive back and forth commuting and I would see action was going on over here. So finally, I was like, I, I got to see what's happening. So I pulled in the rough parking lot, hopped out, and there's studs everywhere. I don't mean horses. And uh, there was a couple in here. And the thing that really impressed me was they had never seen me in their entire life. I was a total stranger. And when they saw that I was really interested in this facility, they said, well, here, can we take you on a tour? They walked me through, and there was all these bare walls, and uh, it was nothing like this now. But as I, as I look at that, I'm not a member here, but I caught the vision. And I began to pray, and pray over this facility, pray safety for the workers. Because you see, these things don't just automatically happen. It takes sacrificial giving, hard work, prayer. It takes honest planning, and then looking down the road planning, which I was so delighted to see that this may not be grass at one time. That, that, and that we are not here, we don't just, oh boy, I hope that we increase our attendance. Oh really, is this just a facility to meet a couple times, three times a week, or is it an outreach to the community? hope. Well, I'll tell you what, in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus gave an example of hope. And so here it is. Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will like him to a wise man who built his house on rock. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house. And yet it did not fall. Why? It was founded on the rock. And we understand, you know, our theology, and we know that, um, that Jesus is our solid rock. But I want to just diverse a little bit and just think about the construction aspect for a moment. Everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain descended, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, and it fell, and it didn't just fall. It was emaciated. It completely was destroyed. And so, here you have a story of, of two men with widely different choices. And that choice is, where am I going to build my house? And so you have the one guy over here. Trust me, I've been in construction for years. That, that is a challenge, trying to build a house on rock, but he took the challenge. This feller over here liked the view, 
and he built on the sand. But here's the, here is the anomaly. Both men had this hope, didn't they? They had this hope that their house would stand. They had their hope that all their work and all their labor would not be in vain. And yet, no matter how hard they hoped, the man who built on sand, he had a crucial element missing, and that was this. Before the hope, he needed to be careful where he built that house. And we as born-again believers, men, we can hope, and we can hope for God to, to move through us, and we can hope to, uh, um, to be able to be a shining light for him. And yet, what do we do when all of a sudden you, you bump into somebody who's in dire straits? After a quick conversation, you realize they don't have any idea. And you ask them, well, do you know where you'll go when you die? And they go, well, I, I hope I'm going to heaven. I, I hope I don't end up in hell someday which I remind myself during the winter time, and when I open the, the door in that wood-burning stove, and I look in, and I see all, all that flame, and I, and I, for a moment, allow myself to imagine, what if you were shrunk down and thrown in there, and you burned forever? I've got a really nice burn here. Men have really good scar. Men do well when they get hurt, because then it, it sticks with them better. And now I know, don't reach across that fireplace door, grab it by the handle, and pull. Okay, so, if you, so just a couple of scriptures. I'm sure that you are already familiar, but I'm going to read them to you anyway. How, because if somebody needs hope, they need hope that they will go to heaven. Obviously, you can offer the, share with them John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him to not perish would have everlasting life. And then Peter. I've never seen a man who takes more hard knocks as Peter does. You know what? It's just like, what are we? You know, I, I've been in education for 37 years, and here's what I see. If a person wants to be taller, they find, they find somebody who's shorter than them. And they go, now I'm really feeling tall. <laughs> it's like, excuse me? Now he could pick me up, break me in half. But, <laughs> but, but the thing is, we waylay on Peter and I'm like, good night, leave him alone. If you want to make yourself feel better, spend time with Heavenly Father. And he'll groom you, and he'll improve you, and he will sanctify you. Don't be knocking down people in the Bible. And he had a tough time. But I'll tell you what, he experienced an excruciating death. And before he died, he wrote a couple of letters. And he said, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy, that's, that's mercy beyond measure, has, forgot, has for, begotten us as a living hope. 
and you can share with people. You, yes, you can have hope. Why? Because the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, and you, friends, can have hope. Um, in Acts, uh, the name of Jesus, and it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Scriptures on hope. I'm telling you, get the sword out of the sheath. You know, I'd, uh, uh, what, what, what good is a good pocket knife if you don't use it? You know, and, uh, and, I, and I'll tell you this also, you may have a good <coughs> pocket knife, but do you remember to keep it sharp? Do you remember? I have a sharpener at home. I have one in my car. I have one at work. Have one in the art room. Because there's nothing like sawing cardboard all day for the kids, all right? But here the thing is, I had a friend of mine, his grandson gave me this for Christmas last year, and on the blade it says John 3.16. Now, what do we do? You know, something like this happens, we go, oh, well, that's just really cool. Oh, yeah? Really? Hmm. Oh, okay. I pray blessings over this young man. I use my knife. I remember what he gave me, and I remember the scripture. And I, and, and I claim that we're not just hoping that Wyatt gets to heaven. We're claiming that Wyatt gets to heaven. And I'll tell you what. Hold on to the scriptures and use them and use them and use them. And if you lose your sword, go out and buy a new one, for goodness sakes. Which is what happened to me. Turned out the, 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 uh, the new sword that I bought, spent some time looking for I just I really want something with a lot of extra material in there. It was wonderful. And I don't know if this was a cruel joke from God or what, but once I finally got the new Bible, got settled in, and really doing some major studying out of that thing, then he allowed me to find old trusty. <laughs> i tell you what. Scriptures on hope. Hebrews 10, 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And I'll tell you what, this holding fast can be a tricky thing, but it doesn't always work the way that you want it to work. But if you, if you slip on a cliff and you're holding and you're holding on and there's about a 100-foot drop underneath you and you consider yourself holding fast, what do you do if God walks up to the edge of the cliff and says, let go. I got this. Let go. How many times has God reached out to you, friends, fellas, and said, let go. You're in the midst of whatever turmoil that you might be in and seeking guidance. And God says, you know what? Let go. One time, and, and uh, I was had the laptop and I was looking like crazy through, you know, different scriptures and doing some research. And I, and I felt Holy Spirit. Just lean up next to me and whisper in my ear. Uh, you, you haven't asked me yet. <laughs> I immediately turned the laptop off and said, okay, Holy Spirit, talk to me. Does he talk to you? I hope he does. You don't have to be on your knees, although that's a good place to be. 
but he can talk to you whether you're at church or, or walking or driving or whatever the case may be. And he will bring scriptures of hope. Take time to memorize God's word. There have been those mornings at 2 or 3 o'clock when my, my brain would wake up and I couldn't shut it off. So then I would just start quoting scriptures and quoting scriptures. And before I know it, it's morning. I wake up. That's just... Just, uh, it's, it's, it's true. Psalm 25.5 Lead me in your truth and teach me for you, you are the God of my salvation. On you, oh, I will wait all the day? I thought it's just, you just right down through your lust and said, it's been really good talking to you, Father. He doesn't seem to be responding. I don't understand this. But how about, you know, there, there is that time, guys, when you just say, okay, Father, it's just you and me. What do you need? Well, actually, I was hoping to get to know you better. You want to shock God? Tell him that. Father, I'd like to get to know you better. I want to spend I just want to spend some time with you. I remember, Father, that um, I was leaving Rapid City on a four-lane, and I geared my bike, and I was at 50 miles an hour, and I was cranking up in a white van off of my right pulled right out in front of me. I remember, Father, that I thought that was it. I locked both brakes and just braced for impact. The last thing I remember is seeing the bumper of the van go by and I was in the clear. One other time, and I'm not going to bore you with motorcycle stories all day, but just one other time, I was down here uh, by the family dollar I was on the four lane, and uh, you take a right, and if you take a right and come come down that short approach, uh, you have the right of way. This is the only time I remember Holy Spirit hollering at me. He said, speed her up. I hit that throttle, and a car had run that stop sign at full speed. And had I not done that, I'd, I would uh, been, have been taken out. But the, the thing is, God is a God of practicalities, but he also chooses, for whatever reason, to involve us as humans. We can hope for many things, but God says, you know what? Yes, it is good to hope for these things, but what are you doing in preparation? What are you doing in preparation? Are you establishing yourself on the word that I inspired men over how many hundreds of thousands of years are, 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 you, are, are you establishing on that? Are, are you listening to Holy Spirit? Are you uh, being in tune to the practicalities of living in a human body? Are you preparing yourself? Many of us in here are grandparents, and, and, and there are many who will someday be grandparents. Are, are you cataloging the life lessons that you are learning so that you can offer hope 
to the youth. They're in a quandary right now. They have no idea what's going on with this country. But God is in control. And fellas, we can hope in him. Let's pray. Father, I pray that that uh, we would carry these truths with us and uh, whether we'll need them right away or maybe just down the road. But I pray that they would be alive in our hearts and give us strength. And Father, give us hope. Bless these men, protect them, and guide them. In Jesus' name, amen.